1: College Football Rankings. Uh-oh! This is the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> With guest host, Susie Schuster. Let me break it down. College Football Rankings. It's all cheese. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. And they put Ohio State over Michigan. You know, I guess because they see something. But fine, go for it. Earlier on the show, Commander's head coach, Ron Rivera. Coming up, 49ers defensive end, Nick Bosa. Host of The Dan Patrick Show, Dan Patrick. Emmy Award winning host, Stephen Colbert. And
2: now, sitting in for Rich, it's Susie Schuster.
3: Hour two of The Rich Eisen Show right here on Roku, Sirius, wherever you get your information on YouTube. And by the way, for those of you who want to listen to Ron Rivera, go to YouTube. Check out our interview with the Washington Commanders head coach that we had earlier in the show, Nick Bosa coming up, Stephen Colbert coming up, Dan Patrick coming up, Doc Rivers supposed to call in. I may have to fly to Philadelphia to pull him out of (laughs) practice. But by the way, that could happen. TJ Jefferson, how are you?
0: I'm great. Listen, if coach says we need extra practice, then leave that man alone, okay, you uh, better get that extra practice.
3: Well, I think he's still probably uh, recovering from watching that absolute clinic from Joel Embiid the other night oh, against the Utah Jazz. I mean, he
0: was a GAM, a grown ass man on that night. I
3: that mean, we bad. can talk about that for a second, Chris Brockman, because I had so much fun watching the highlight reel, and I thought about whoever the oh, kid yeah. was in Bristol who put together the two and a half minute highlight reel of every single every shot single, he took I, the other I love night when they do that. But by the way, they, they were beautiful. And I watched them with the kids, too, because I said, okay, watch this. Now watch this. And it was literally a coterie of every single type of basket you can possibly make in the NBA.
4: Yeah, he's got a—he's a complete player. It's—it's uh, it's nice to see him put it together. I wish he played for another team, QJ, in All due respect, um, like Boston. I know, I know but uh, you I just want him to win. You know what I mean? So I want him to go somewhere else. I'm just kidding. Embiid <laughs> uh, is great. I love the guy. He's one of those players. Like, it's such a joy to watch a, a real big man play basketball because the NBA is kind of a different game now. It's kind of positionless. You see Crown Vic coming into the league, and this guy's like seven three. And plays like a guard and shoots like Kevin Durant and he's six inches dollars and you're like, how is this a real human, you know? And you see a guy like Embiid and he is a real big man, TJ, yeah. in every sense of the word. And it's kind of cool to see that in today's game.
0: You know, the thing about Embiid is, and I've said this constantly, a few things I wanted to see him stop doing. Remember I said earlier in the season, stop hitting the floor so much. Like, that's just not... You know, you're a big man. Be a big man. Don't flop. Don't hit the ground. You know, put people on the ground. And so, I think he's done a better job of not hitting the ground so much, which I enjoy. Also, he was one of five shooting threes that game. And I'm always a big proponent of, bro. If you want three, take your big body down to that post. Put your shoulders in M1. somebody's chest. Get yourself an M one. He was 20 of 24 from the free throw line that game on and route to 59 points, 11 boards, and he also had eight assists that game. He. Quite frankly, could be the most dominant player in the league if he had – Like, and Shaq is always like this. You have to have that mindset. You have to go out there and say, I'm the man. And if he does have that mindset every night and he cuts down shooting all those threes, I don't know what you do to stop this guy. It's just health. That's the thing. He's got to stay healthy. He stays healthy. He can't be stopped.
4: Yeah, that's always been the thing with uh, Joel. It's just the health, whether it's the back, the knees.
0: A finger. I mean, it's
4: just just the weirdest. Also, random things happen. What do you get? you got to – Elbowed in the face or something in the playoffs last yeah, year, just like broke weird his orbital. So, yeah, you know it's always been that way, and it's nice to see him like develop each year and improve each year and add different parts to his game and really be the player that we know he
0: can be. Yeah. Well, and you remember, know, not sorry, me, he's only started playing hoops when he was sixteen, so that's an amazing development. Yeah.
3: I just think if you contrast him as a leader on the court with what's happening in New Jersey, <laughs> oh. and let's talk about that for a second because you know, so much talk about Kevin Durant. He wants out. Um, would he have been who he was? I mean, yes, he may have arguably been the best player on the team in Golden State when he played alongside Steph, but he's gone around to different, huh? He he was. (laughs) And would you, you know, he's obviously had stops along the way. Um, but a lot of complaining about who's the leader. There's no question that Joel Embiid is the leader in Philadelphia and wants to be the leader. And nobody seems to want to be the leader in New Jersey. And I was just kind of thinking about this on the drive down as I was going 82 miles per hour with my coffee in hand. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn, um, as we we went up
4: to 82 just now. Well, There's a Brooklyn Nets. Well,
3: yeah, sorry. <laughs> Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets. Nets. Sorry. Listen, I didn't sleep last night. I have
4: you know, so five I, minutes worth of research. you totally
0: to sleep right
3: alone. By the way, I like the Nets. Okay? I mean, the Brooklyn Nets. And all right. Net Thank net you though. very much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. So... You've got all these guys there who should be leaders. You got no one there leading. Charles Barkley got a little bit of bark back from some of the guys out there because Charles was saying, like, this is such a waste of basketball.
0: Isn't it crazy? Who on this team could be a
3: leader, though? Shouldn't Durant be a leader? Is he the leader? There's only two people
0: on this team that could really be considered leader. One is not playing, and one is Durant. And Durant is more so, and Chris, we say this all the time, KD wants to wake up, play ball, have breakfast, play ball, eat lunch, play ball, have dinner, play ball, go to sleep, once Ross, repeat. That's all that guy wants to do. So I, I don't know if he's necessarily a leader. I don't know that that's the position that he's looking to fill.
4: Yeah, really good article that uh, Chris Haynes dropped with KD after they got blown out by Sacramento the other night, you know, and he gets into some of that stuff with some of his quotes, like talking about the Kyrie situation, even going back to last year about not getting vaccinated Kyrie, and he's like, what, I'm going to tell another grown man what to do? Like, this is about basketball. I'm here for basketball. You know, he's out there in a 30-point yeah. blowout because he wants to play. Uh, it's just been kind of dysfunctional from the start when those two guys came in. You know, they didn't like Kenny Atkinson, so they got him fired. And then they bring in Steve Nash. He was supposedly their guy. But then Kyrie's like, well, we don't really need a head coach. Like, we're all kind of doing this together. And like, KD and I could be the head coach one night. Steve can do it the other Like, wait, what? Well, Steve Nash, two time MVP. Like, what are, you, what are you talking about? And then, you know, Josiah comes in and says his things, you know, whether he wants to go that route with the anti Semitic stuff or it's kind of a broader thing of, Hey, I'm taking back control of this organization because I don't have it because I kind of gave it up to these guys, uh, and it's really gone south. So it's just it's it, it's kind of troubling just from all aspects in terms of Brooklyn. I, I don't think they're going anywhere. They're not going to win. This whole Kevin Durant and Kyrie thing is going to be seen ten, twenty years down the road as just a
0: huge failure,
4: catastrophic, catastrophic failure. failure
3: it's so true. And
4: it's too bad because KD's one of the greatest players of all time. Kyrie Irving, all the other crap aside, like from a basketball standpoint, one of the best playmakers we've ever seen. And it's just too bad like this is how ultimately they're going to be remembered.
3: Doesn't matter, doesn't matter how good of a player yeah. he is. It doesn't matter anymore because this year is going to stick out for being one of the biggest wastes. Yeah, in even, NBA it was just history. the last
4: 2 years, too. I even go back to the bubble. Like Kyrie was kind of the only person to come out and say like why are we doing this we shouldn't be doing this you know xyz and then pandemic stuff and now this stuff this year it's just it's just a big waste
3: susie schuster in on the rich eisen show while rich recovers from the munich trip jet lag Hmong, what have you he's got to the get mom, ready for sunday we call it the mung in our in our family <laughs> yeah. and you know the, i know that i am thing. very laker centric yeah. from having lived with them for so long but it made me think of the J.R. Ryder experiment. Oh, when man. you have a player on the team who is a wild card, and every day when J.R. was in El Segundo was like, you never knew what you were walking into. Oh, really? Never. And, you know, there were two leaders, two guys who wanted to lead. So that's this is what makes it so frustrating watching Brooklyn by the way, poor Ritz is already not feeling good. And he's like, oh, Susie, not New Jersey. Anyway, <laughs> I'm 50. I can say whatever I want. So uh, it's like the old Saturday Night Live. Scan. I and, I'm I'm 50. 50. and I'm 50. I'm 50. Can you
4: leg kick like uh, and Molly Shane? Yeah. Yeah. No,
3: I would throw uh, my back out. <laughs> but I was just thinking, you know, it's so funny when most NBA players of this caliber want to lead. They want to lead. And I remember what it was like when both Shaq and Kobe were trying to influence J.R. Ryder to get him to, you know, to oh, yeah. the, the, the business line, you know, to try to like, you know, keep him on the straight and narrow. And I just wonder if the guys in Brooklyn have just gotten so tired of what we would call it like the Michigas, of everything that's going around with this team.
0: Probably. Yeah,
4: I, I don't know. It remains to be seen. It's not translating into wins, that's nope. for sure. I mean, some of the comments Durant made the other night, it seems like he's a lot happier. You know, he talked about wanting to be pushed harder in practice. Uh, I guess maybe Steve Nash wasn't doing that. He wanted to kind of be coached hard, so to speak. You know, you hear that about Tom Brady. He wants to be coached. You know, Kevin Durant is the elite of the elite, TJ. He wants to be coached hard, and, you know... Will it turn around for them this year? We're still pretty early into this NBA season. You know, there's still a chance. You know, Ben Simmons had, uh, I heard a stat, his first double-digit points night in over 500 days. (laughs) So, you know, maybe there's signs. Seth Curry, as he gets healthy. Uh, Nick Claxton has certainly been kind of a surprise down there for them. And, you know, there's rumors of a Joe Harris trade. But... You know, Jacques Bond seems to be on the same page with Kevin Durant, and I think that's really all he wants. Yeah, and you know, we'll see if that leads to wins. I'm not, I, you know, I'm going to remain skeptical because the East is pretty stacked.
3: Meanwhile, it's not even Thanksgiving, and we're, we're already prognosticating about what's going to happen for this NBA I know, season. Right, the season's <laughs> like a fifth of the way over. Yeah, right. The Christmas right, lights yeah, are going yeah. up, and we're wondering who's playing in June. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a well, bit I mean, bit we know, I guess Bo- we we know
4: Boston's going to be there.
3: Oh, yeah, Cooper's uh, last name. Mom, Mom, I got to check the Celtics' numbers. Blowout. Just yeah. yeah. Blowout. I was just saying, like, go, go to sleep, Coopy. You're fine. Celtics
4: are 12-3. and 3. Yeah. Two of those losses to Cleveland. Like, so they're 12-1 and 1 against the rest of the NBA, 0-2 against the Cavs. Susie,
0: you can't expect happened. him to go to sleep not knowing what Mom, happened Oh, my with the God, seas. I know. Because you have a good night's sleep. You that's got to at least let him to check Hold that. Hold on, that's a
4: great point. Who is Coop playing in fantasy? Are you up to date on... Cooper being in our fantasy league and basically beating all of us every week? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I mean, that didn't happen last week. Did you beat him last week? Well, I had to, you know, I'd had to take the young bull oh, okay. and sit him down and let him know what Did was you? what. Yeah, because he Did beat you? me in week one. I beat him 10 to 1, you Ooh. know, and it, look, I didn't take any pleasure from it, you know, but it was, I, I hope it's a, a, a teachable experience for him, is all I'm
3: saying. Let me tell you this right now. But I oh, blame
0: cool, your husband cool, partially cool for it, by rich the way. For you. Coop's playing
4: Rich this week.
3: Ooh, no. Is he really? (laughs) Yeah. Because Rich... Oh, honey, you're going down. This is not going to be a good week for you. Just stay in bed. Close the curtains. Put the dogs on the bed and just... Pull the uh, blankets <laughs> over your head because Coop's gonna take you down. <laughs> so here's
0: what happened: Week one, Coop smashed Brockman's team, and Rich Smash came in every day life talking life trash, life. To so trash to Chris about losing to an eleven-year-old. And then last week, when yeah, I but was, he's
3: not just a regular eleven-year-old. Like, he's got that weird, beautiful he's like, mind. Kind like of like one of us when we were kids, right? Right.
0: Exactly. right. But then last exactly. week, you know, I was like, you know, I was putting it on him, and Rich's excuse was, well, you know, he he doesn't control his laptop time or his, well, he was like, his I, iPad time. He,
4: he missed out a night of iPad, so
0: and I was like, well, that's your fault. Like, you can't blame me for that. That's. <laughs> Either you were his mom, you know, yeah. and so you're here now. So I got to look at you and probably give you a little bit of the L that he took. Okay. Give Cooper at least five minutes to make sure all his rosters are
4: set. He's got to make moves for the week. He needs this. Yeah.
3: Okay. Can, so here's the problem. Can we petition extra? Cooper, iPad time? No, absolutely not. Why when you not? give Cooper iPad time, you know what he does? He researches cars. <laughs>
0: Um, <laughs> like he's a few years cars. away from having the worry.
3: <laughs> Although he I did hear obsessed. that he's the one who
0: found Rich's car. Right? That's right.
3: He actually okay. found Rich's car, designed it, and I think maybe have purchased it without permission. <laughs> but he, uh, oh, wow. He did a um, he did a uh, a car breakdown for a friend of ours who was looking for a new toy, and he wrote a five point PowerPoint presentation. Wow. And a friend of mine is looking to to dump her Tesla right now mm-hmm. and she wants another electric car. He wrote a five-page diatribe last night Jeez, in a lot good. of all caps. I'm like easy on the all caps.
0: Well, he's trying to across. But about cars.
3: Stop so I said, so what yeah, am I supposed the, to do? Like Cooper, <laughs> Cooper <clears throat> focus on on your NBA numbers and yeah. your prognostications mm-hmm. for your fantasy so you can shame your dad.
4: Yep. That's what <laughs> Don't worry about done. the
3: cars. Is that what you're saying, Chris? Yeah, I, I say, want would say, you
4: know what? Just take a, take a beat on the cars. Like They're not going anywhere. There's only going to be more electric cars here in the next couple of years, so we got time. Fantasy is here now. Like The matchup is now. So you are in a lock battle with your dad. You're losing 6-4. Cooper's actually down. Six four right now.: Ooh. And we would love him to get that. So w: we need Coop to get that W. Coop is in fourth place right now. His team is, his team is nice. He has Kevin Durant. That's why. So Adam is just killing all of us. He's three
0: and0 oh in first place. Like, nice. Like what is happening?:
3: I'll give Cooper some iPad time. Yeah, this is maybe
0: like 10 extra minutes. Yeah, just know. like 10
3: extra okay minutes. Well, he does much. his homework. I love <laughs>
0: how, I love what you did there. Like, you, you gave us a quick no, and then you heard our argument, and then you kind of flipped it a because
3: little bit. Because I like to win, TJ. <laughs> I get it, but in this case, <laughs> and, you lost, but and, I appreciate And I win that. vicariously through my son. <laughs> I'm just saying.
4: Do you, is this your way of saying you want in on the league next year?
3: No.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. She, she, as she said before you got here, she likes to sit back and listen and just have one of us on text in case something goes amiss. I mean, we
4: could add, we could add you and we could add Jay Felly, and we could get two more teams if you want.
3: I have no idea how to play fantasy. Okay. Uh, and, and by the way, I have zero interest in ever spending that much more time <laughs> in fantasy. Like, I, I don't get it. I, I get it, but I don't get it. It's the same thing with Pickleball. Like, I get oh, it, yeah, but I, I don't get it. Don't and by the way, it. that's a little promo for Stephen Colbert will be coming up And I think, what, the third hour to he, talk about Pickleball? Yeah, he'll explain it. Yeah, he he will explain it all to us. Yeah. He spoke to Rich yesterday and did a little pre-tape action so that we can talk about Pickleball. And by the way, Rich is very good at Pickleball.
0: That's, I, I mean, mean that's, I I know he it's, heard. that's he what he says.
3: Yeah, he's actually really good. And I'll tell you something else that he's good at, which is irritating. Because our family, if you can imagine what it's like to live with me... Uh, he's good at tennis. Yeah, he takes
4: lessons. Though that's cheating.
3: How is that cheating? I mean, Rafael Nadal takes lessons. <laughs> right.
0: Serena took lessons at one that's point. Like,
3: that's uh, you said man, a lot of a, things that I found questionable.
0: No, she still has a coach.
3: She still. Oh, doc's here. He just finished practice. So let me text him back. This is what happens. The show. <laughs> hey,
0: hey! You get to see how the sausages is made. Are, wow!
3: How about this? We are just bad, um, bad mouthing you on the air. No, don't say that at all. Don't tell me are hyping up Joel Embiid to be the monster that he okay, okay, is. Hold on, hold on, erase, erase, Jeez. we yeah, are. What, you, what is <laughs> happening? <laughs> <laughs> it's a That's joke.
4: So Doc just you got, so I can't I go go on his joke iPhone. about my Sixers.
3: What, what time's j- our break? Do we have to go to break and come back? Like Doc like just minutes. got the bubbles. Right, we're going to go to break. Don't go anywhere. Then the bubbles went away. We are off the rails here on the Eisen Show. When we come back, Doc Rivers is calling in my rolodex is working i gotta
0: play for him to run
3: all right a lot more (laughs) coming up on the rich Dyson show hold on library when you open up a mercedes-benz sprinter van you're opening up more than just doors you're unlocking potential the potential to do your own thing be your own boss steer your own success and blaze your own trail each and every sprinter van is built designed and equipped to let you hit the open road and take on any goal you set to help you follow your own passions Reawaken that spirit of adventure and check all of those big, bold, fun, and exciting experiences off your bucket list. Owning a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van lets you live, work, and play out your dreams, no matter how far off the beaten path they'll take you. And with its 16 body types, your choice of gas or diesel engine, thousands of ways to customize, and now available in all-wheel drive, a Sprinter van is capable and versatile enough to help you drive your ambitions wherever you want to take them. So now's the time to discover what it is that moves you most. Do not wait, unlock your potential inside a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. We are back in just a few with Doc Rivers here on The Rich Eisen Show.
1: Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. Helpful and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen.
3: And we're back here on The Rich Eisen Show. Susie Schuster sitting in for Rich Eisen while he rests up after a little bit of a uh, Munich related Hmong situation. Is that what we're going to say? What do you think, TJ? I don't know what Mung is. <laughs> nice alliteration. Mung is, thank you. I get paid a lot of money, and by Hmong that like I mean a, zero to do this. It's like a Northeast so. thing, right? right. To, to call it Hmong? Yeah.
4: You're just like, you don't have a specific Hmongi. sickness. Yeah. You just have like a
3: lot going
4: on, and you just don't feel good. Gotcha.
3: Yeah, Doc Rivers has spent some time in New England. He gets it. Doc, you know what I mean when I say that you uh, you feel mungy, right?
2: Yeah, I think it's weak, but yeah. yeah I mean, that's why Rich is out. I don't know. I don't have a lot to say. You
3: know when you read those stories about the women that secretly poison their husbands, like quietly, one yeah. by one, like... I may have made dinner for him on Monday or Tuesday because I was bored and didn't want to go do my day job. So I was like, someone's got to do my hair and makeup. Rich, here, have this dinner that I made you. <laughs> and then Susanna, he's not there. I, I
2: think you're the type of woman that would actually tell him that you're going to poison him. <laughs> <laughs> True.
3: <laughs> Listen, I'm from New England. I'm very direct, right? I mean, you know that type of, <laughs> exactly. you know that type of person. How yeah. are you, Doc?
2: I like those people. Long yeah. time
3: no see. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing great, doing great, you know, getting through the minutiae of the early season, uh, you know, what, what we have, a lot of injuries, a lot of stuff, but we're hanging in there.
3: Yeah, but hanging in there, I mean, you got to sit back and watch an absolute clinic from your big guy the other night. What was it like watching Joel Embiid absolutely put on a show, scoring in every way imaginable? What's that like for a head coach to sit back? Do you do you cross your legs and put your hands <laughs> behind your, your, your head? I mean, yeah, what do you do? I,
2: I wish you could. It was a heck of a game. You know what's interesting, Susie, when guys have great games and I mean great games, like the numbers has never been seen before. Uh uh like really. And you don't notice it because he does it in the right way. And that's the I think you understand what I'm saying. Sometimes a guy a guy can have a great game but you notice like, damn, he's shooting a lot or man, he's he's this game. He he had seven blocks, he had eight assists, he had 11, 13 rebounds, and it came in the flow. So I didn't know, I knew he had a huge game, I didn't know 59 huge, until I looked at the stat sheet after the game, you know, uh, and that tells you that you really had a great, when you have a game like that and it doesn't necessarily stand out, that means you're having an amazing game.
3: And, you know, the thing with Joel is that you see a guy who wants to lead. And I, th- I think that's such a late motif right now in the NBA as we look around. You've coached so many players. What is it like to know that you have a player who wants to be there? Because we can look around, obviously, like I just said, there are players who are the best basketball, and they're not willing to take that leadership role. So what are you seeing in your player, and how would you genuflect on that?
2: Yeah, I think what he's trying to do is learn how to be that. You know, just because you're the best player does not mean that you've learned how to be the best leader, um, the best example setter. Um and Joel was the best player at nineteen when he walked on the team. Um and so he's had to learn all that stuff. And and the thing that I enjoy coaching him, he wants to. Like he asks questions all the time. Uh he'll do something, you know. And he'll come back to me or walk in my office, should I have done this, You know, uh, should I have shown up here for another event. Like just little things that uh, you have to give yourself to the team for the team to be great. And so a lot of guys don't get that, Susie. They don't understand that part of it. And, and Joel is really learning to do that.
3: What's your opinion, Doc, if you could step back and opine a little bit on what you're seeing in Brooklyn with all the controversy of – having some of the best players in the NBA assembled on one team and not being quite sure what's coming out of it?
2: Well, the first thing I would say is they've never really been together. You know, in the three years they had James and Katie and Kyrie and someone was injured, someone had COVID, I mean something. Uh, This year was self-inflicted, obviously, um, by Kyrie. Um, but I would, you know, it's funny. I still look at those two guys, and if they get back on the floor and can stay out of the news, uh, and then learn how to be a team, you know, they, they're still two of the better players in our league. Now, they need other guys to step up and help them. Um, and so I always say jury's out with them. And so if they went on a run, would I be surprised? No. And if they went the other way, would I be surprised? No. Uh, I just think the jury's still out.
3: It's so early to prognosticate, isn't it? We were saying that the Christmas lights aren't even up yet here in Los Angeles, and yet we're already wondering who's going to be playing in June.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, if, if you look at right now, are you, is anyone brave enough to say Golden State is done? No. We know they're not. <laughs> and we know they'll be fine. Uh, but right now they're struggling. You know, and a lot of teams are. We are. We're 500. And, you know, we've had a lot, of, a lot of injuries and stuff like that. Atlanta is starting to, you know, everybody has their own issues. Miami, I think, is under five hundred or right at five hundred. Uh, so, yes, yeah, just too early.
0: Hey, Doc, I was just wondering, you know, big Sixer fan here, could you talk a little bit about the development of Tyrese Maxey and what he's meant to you, the team so far this season?
2: Yeah, it's been great. I mean, it started last year. It really started his rookie year towards the end. But we have a kid that has a chance to be really special. And what makes the teaching and of that special is we also have the greatest kid. And, you know, he's just, he doesn't have bad days. And that doesn't mean he doesn't play well every day or he doesn't have a bad game. But it's hard for him not to have a bad day. And he's one of those guys that brings sunshine to your life and to the team every day. And when you have a guy like that, you know he has a chance. He wants to learn. He's the first in the gym, the last to leave. Uh, when he struggles, uh, he puts it on himself. He doesn't deflect and put it on anyone else. He doesn't use an injury. Uh, he just wants to get better. And when you have a guy like that, you know the chances of him being great are really good because of that.
3: Doc Rivers here on the Rich Eisen Show. Susie Schuster in for Rich Eisen. Doc, what was the best piece of coaching advice you ever got? We had Ron Rivera on in the first hour, and he talked about Coach Mike Dicka giving him some of his most valuable advice. But what was yours?
2: Uh, that's a great question, Susie, because I've had a lot. I mean, think about it. I've been coached by Larry Brown, Mike Fratello, um, you know, Pop. I worked in the San Antonio organization. Pat Riley, uh, Rick Majeris. I've had great coaching. I think uh, patience is one. Trust yourself is two, and then the biggest one is from Chuck Daly, uh, who was known as the great communicator. You know, and in his last couple of years of his life, I remember asking him if he could do his coaching career over. What would he do different? He said, "I would, I would communicate more." And I'm thinking, "Wait a minute, you're already known as the great communicator." And he says, "It's never enough." And so I would say that. Like a lot of times, we think we've communicated it. We think we are in a good place with, with your players, um, and you can never trust that. You just got to keep communicating. Probably in your in marriages too.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Comes in handy, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Chris, Doc, we know you're a big
4: we know you're a big Bears fan, and while the record might not, big. we we know you might not. Yeah. The record might not relate with you know what's being actually on the field, but you must love what you're yeah. seeing out of Justin Fields right now.
2: I I really I really do. I love how he's playing. I like that he's running and passing now. He plays free. Uh I love what they're doing. Um you know I'm disappointed in some ways. I didn't expect them to have a great year this year because they gave away a lot over the summer. They're almost telling us they were not, but yet they're in every game and, and Fields. You no, know, when's the last time Chicago Bears had a a great quarterback? The answer is never. They've had some pretty good ones and for the first time we have a chance to have a guy that can turn into a great quarterback and that should make everybody in Chicago happy.
4: Yeah, what would uh would you like to coach him? Like how would he be as a basketball player, you think, <laughs> just from what you've seen on the football field?
2: Golly, he would be a he would be a fast point guard, you know. Uh uh, what's the guy? Fox in Sacramento. He'd yeah, be Gary like Fox, that. Yeah. A guy that, that can beat you with speed, can get to the basket. And as it comes on, he's starting to really get his shot. That's, you know, that's uh, feels passing. Yeah, that's who he would be right now.
3: Did you ever play football, Doc?
2: I played one down. <laughs> one
3: down? <laughs> you didn't no, like honestly, getting hit, let me I, guess.
2: I, I played, so the true story, I played and uh, just for a little bit. And the one I had a big game, and then the next game I decided to not wear my girdle because it didn't look good. So I wanted to look <laughs> look good while I was playing, and I got hit really hard uh, on my hip. I had a little hip bone, and I decided they're trying to hurt me. I'm going back to basketball. That was it for me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: TJ, what do you got?
0: Hey, Doc, so you know, last year after James came to the team, you guys had about 24 regular season games to kind of figure out your chemistry and how you know all the parts would work together, and now that you've had a little bit more time, I know James is hurt, so Two part is is he close to returning, and how has how have you been able to you know kind of work everyone in together into the mix because you didn't have that much time last year to to get the chemistry where you guys wanted it.
2: Yeah, it was great because we had training camp, you know, um, and so you could see it slowly, and then injury. Joel gets injured, uh, you know. Joel gets sick. Joel comes back from being sick. James gets injured. So you know. The difference is now when James comes back, they've already had time together. They already, We already kind of know what worked, what didn't work, what we need to work on. Um, so it's a work in progress, but I think we're way far ahead than we were last year. And, you know, we forget last year, the pick-and-roll combination with James and Joel was number one in the league, and we didn't even scratch where we thought we could go. So... Uh, To me, there's a lot of optimism as far as those two go once we get them all together.
3: One last question for you, Doc, on the Mercedes-Benz van phone line. This is a crazy question as we've been talking about it all show. I'm sure that you've read or seen some of the Taylor Swift craziness when she broke the Internet the other day, right? Because people are trying to get tickets to the Taylor Swift concert that's coming out next year. And the Internet broke and people went crazy and there's been vitriol and anger everywhere. What concert would you spend an entire day of your life? Any band, any rock group, any rap group, you name it. What would you spend a day in your life and just get so mad and angry to get tickets to watch? What would it be?
2: Unfortunately, those people are not alive. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm that old, um, but I was a huge Michael Jackson guy. That's um, I And I saw him once in concert and... It was amazing. It was amazing because I got to meet him before, and he looked like this little drawn-up man. And an hour later, you see him on stage, and he looked like he was seven feet, and you realize, man, the only place he's comfortable is on stage. But it was an amazing concert. And if I could see that one more time, I would stand and lie. Uh, but that's about it for me.
3: I wrote him a letter. I sent him stickers. I think I was probably like eight or nine, like, Dear Michael, my name is Susie Schuster, and I just think you're the greatest. Do you think he got that letter, Doc? Do you think that, Do you think he ever opened it and got I don't those stickers?
2: Think, I, I think it probably is still sitting somewhere <laughs> unopened.
3: <laughs> thanks for taking the time and for leaving practice to give us a call. I always appreciate it.
2: No, no problem.
3: We'll, we'll talk Take to you care, soon.
2: Susie. Tell Rich hi.
3: I will, Doc. Thanks, thanks so doc. much. Thanks, doc. See you, man.
2: All right. Thanks. Go Sixers.
0: I had to throw that there in there. I can't even be biased about that, Susie. No, no I, sex. would
3: you? Honestly, that's what I was like. Unbiased, I, I, I texted TJ. Remember we were talking at the top of the show, guys, on Roku, everyone watching about how, you know, people, you missed this, Chris, because you were out expanding the Rich Eisen Show brand. Right. But we were talking <laughs> about how, you know, a lot of TV people think, how do they remember that? How do they know all that? And... Most people are reading prompter. Like yeah. We're sitting here like right. we know, broke BSing it off the top of our heads. This we, pro- yeah. Yeah, we broke the show Oh, you had on the secret that
0: everyone's reading teleprompter? We so, don't have prompters. We don't have researchers. We're, yeah. It's all coming off this the top. This is just
4: us, people. <laughs> right. Us and our laptops in front of us. That's it. So
3: what you're not seeing <laughs> in between, like when we're in like a picture of Doc or we're rolling something in, I'm like... Do you ask a question? And I'm like texting him, like, like, TJ, I know you are obsessed with Doc. You love the Sixers. (laughs) Do you ask a question? And TJ's over here, like, (laughs) So this is how we communicate on TV. This is how the sausage is made, right? uh,
0: Right. Because at first you asked me, I'm like, No, because at the beginning I didn't have a question because I didn't want to ask something. I I had to think of what I wanted to ask.
3: Right. You didn't take too long to think. You just wanted to, like, you should have just been like, Doc, I love you.
0: <laughs> I think I did that when he, that first time I met him right. in the back, oh, that was Duck awkward. Doc Rivers, mm-hmm.
3: one of
4: our first in-studio guests when the show started back in 2014, mm-hmm. and he was the Clippers coach, yeah. I think, back at that then. point, but obviously, he was the Celtics coach for their 2008 championship, and Rich just was like, your coach is coming in today. How are you feeling? <laughs> and I'm like, pretty excited <laughs> <You know? laughs> and i got like some nervously dumb looking picture with him afterwards where i'm just like hey <laughs>
3: i know i have to say our our good friend jill colito whenever doc comes oh, yeah. out she's like oh my god my she's coach like, doc, my coach doc. yeah Very doc, funny. Doc, doc's got some pull i mean the you doctor. know i mean he, he, the doc is in anyway so let's go <laughs> there's my segue anyway <laughs> anyway <laughs> the anyway
4: the doc, the doc is, is in out. anyway Oh, we had an idea for a segment yesterday, Suze, where it was just like, and Rich being like, and another thing, (laughs) you know, and it was like, apropos of nothing, we're just back from break. And it's like, and And another another thing. thing. I don't like hot dogs, or, you know, something stupid. Well,
3: you know what the truth is, is that, but people, this is another thing of like throwing back the curtain for like, now you just see the little tiny guy behind, you know, for the Wizard of Oz is that sometimes my brother will say to me, um, good show, but it was too long of a question. You got to be quicker to the point and I'm telling him I'm tap dancing here I'm trying to (laughs) extend there are people screaming in my ear not you Mike Hoskins because you never scream thank God but sometimes you're just trying to get from one thing to the next right
4: well, while you're trying to ask a question, they're like, all right, get this question out. We're yeah. going to go to break in like right. 30. And then I need you to, do, don't that. Forget Mercedes I need you to do that the Mercedes promo yeah, read and exactly. also tease what's coming up next. And then the third hour we got Dan Patrick's calling in. You're just like, I'm trying to ask a
3: question. Meanwhile, Dan's like, am I really calling in today? This sounds like a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's no way. Like, New phone. Who did?" There's no way
4: Dan wants to call in.
3: <laughs> no, he doesn't want to call in. He doesn't want to call in. He's like eating Traeger and having some (laughs) beer right now on a Thursday. He doesn't want to call in, but I have fed his kids for too long. He has to call in. I told him, I I texted him last night. I'm like, Dan, I need you to fill some air time for me.
0: (laughs) Dan, I need 15 minutes. What do you
3: got? Dan, I need 25 (laughs) minutes. Dan, I need an hour and a half.
0: Isn't that nice to be able to do that, though? I need someone to call in. Oh, Dan Patrick. Yeah, let me call him up.
3: Well, I mean, I do have a Rolodex. Your Rolodex is
0: unmatched, Susan. I'm saying.
3: Do you think it's unmatched?
0: I mean, it probably is matched, but for our purposes, if anyone who comes in here, yeah, it's it's pretty unmatched.
4: It's all right. Like if you yeah. and Rich play the most famous person in your phone game, you're who, Susie's
0: win.
1: Who wins?
3: Ooh, that's a good one.
1: Rich Eisen. Oh, that's Susie Eisenhut. Oh, Charles, <laughs> you're
3: in my phone. um And by the way, that is the gift that keeps on giving. So thank you, Charles. <laughs> and next time you're on, you know. Next time there's a little bit in studio action, I could use a new drop. That's during the match, right? Just out that of nowhere
0: during the match, she said that. And I remember re- rewinding it, recording it, and texting it to all you guys. Oh, I'm wait, like, did, did you
4: pop- guys hear this? I think they popped up one of Rich's tweets during the match.
3: They I did. think, yeah, that's how, yeah, that's started. how it started. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. that made my day. <laughs> Man, as it should. And that's a good drop.
0: He well labeled correctly. You know about the guy who came up to him in Germany and said, "Are you Susie Schuster?"
3: That I'm- was so weird, right? <laughs> and then he called
0: yesterday. <laughs> well, he know he, he did. He, he watches yeah, the show. He watches the show. he does. Hi. Yeah, he gets.
3: Good Morgan.
0: But he wasn't from Germany. Where <laughs> oh. was he? He was from Abu Dhabi, I believe. He yeah, called Abu from. Dhabi. Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah, I got nothing for you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't actually, know how they say hello. <laughs> hello, uh, hello. Hi. Hi. Shaq uh, is in Abu Dhabi for F one right about That yes. Oh, because wow. I called Cynthia his incredible gatekeeper because you know me. I, I found out I was doing the show last night at about 7 p.m. Can Very I way. make and a guess
0: who your first few texts or calls were? Try to? it. Marshall?
3: I knew Marshall wasn't in okay. town. Shaq? Uh, yep.
0: Shaq. Uh, you definitely you text uh, the, uh, the logo. Mr. West?
3: I didn't do, I did not text Jerry till today.
0: Today? You, okay.
3: Try number two.
0: Mm, number t- Charles.
3: Charles, thank you. <laughs> I am nothing if not reliably.
0: And did you call Irv at any
3: point? Michael? Yeah. Do you know I didn't because I... I knew that he had a couple of days off before coming back, but if you think I'm not going to call him afterwards and say you want to come in early and sit with me tomorrow, you're wrong.
0: <laughs> Is he even no, in that town? That's a great idea. He comes well, in. He comes in, in town for game day morning. But normally he comes for in Sundays. Saturdays. Yeah.
3: yeah, but I thought maybe I would just like who knows? Hit up the he, playmaker.
0: Maybe he comes in, right? maybe he came in Thursday for some reason. Hey, Susie, close mouths, don't get fed, you never ever know.
3: That's true, and he was my friend first.
0: He, you, he sat on your side <laughs> at the wedding.
3: That's right. I'm just saying, in a 10-button zoot suit. And Imagine it was that, Chris.
0: Imagine you've devoted your entire life to the love of sports, to reporting on sports, to talking about sports. And then you meet the woman of your dreams who hits you with the Heisman many times before she finally gave you the, the pat. let's-go pass. And then you get married, and you're sitting there, and then one of the greatest wide receivers of all time, unbeknownst to you, shows up at your wedding and sits on your wife's side. Rich must have been like, what the heck is going on?
3: There's actually a really funny picture oh, in our I wedding can. album. Album, yeah. and it's my brother and my uncle Steve and they're laughing hysterically and I said to my brother I love this picture what were you guys talking about and Scott was said oh we're just reminiscing about the good old days when Uncle Michael was you know at the family reunions because they were like what the heck is Michael Irvin doing here he would Orvin come to your there?
0: family reunions
3: it's a joke oh, TJ okay. <laughs> that's why they were laughing so hard God well,
0: like I'm saying it wouldn't even surprise me if he did though that's but, the
3: thing no but how cool would that have been and the fact that I say this all the time the fact the fact that Taylor Maddenly Eisen has Michael Irvin as her godfather—can you imagine, like the Heismans? That's going to happen later on in life, and it's like, by the way, like she's on a date, and suddenly Michael shows Michael up and stands Irvin in the back like is this. Her godfather. Right? Oh yeah, Amazing. that's bad. That's... That is bad. That is a bad. See, I move. thought
0: I always thought White like, <laughs> Kutcher had a super cool godfather, but you know, I got to say, Taylor has her beat in terms of coolness of god
3: did I ever tell you guys when I was in a restaurant and um, Mila and Ashton were next to I say that Mila and Ashton because we're very close. <laughs> we had dinner next to each other once. Did I ever tell you guys that when no. I was sitting there and it turns out my friend, everyone at Roku is fascinated by this conversation. Sure they when they so, are. Roku Joe is. So I'm sitting there, and there's a part of me that's like, I'm going to test out how close TJ is to these guys. Because you always talk about them. I'm like, you know, let me just try this out. And I was sitting with my friend Colleen, who used to work with Ashton. It was kind of very funny, oh, whatever. And I say, hey, I'm, my name is Susie Schuster. I'm Rich Eisen's wife. I said, um, yeah, I love TJ. And they, I mean, you would have thought I had said Barack Obama is sitting next to me and you want a drink. They were so excited, so fast. You know, like they were just loved it. They say that they watch the show every day. And by the way, if you do, call in. You <laughs> just I mean, so you, you went add to, that to your rolodex, you, right? You
0: wanted to make sure that I wasn't BSing. That There's I kind really of a didn't.
3: little bit yeah. of me that was testing the waters. I'm not going <laughs> to just just to see what was going on. But uh, I'm surprised
0: Mila didn't say, "No, I don't. I don't know him."
3: By the way, Mike Hoskins is like, okay, I've had enough of this conversation. (laughs) We're going to go to break. We're going to finish up the second hour of the Rich Eisen Show in just a few. Dan Patrick calling in at the top of the hour just to help me tap dance my way to Friday. Much more Rich Eisen Show when we come back. just listening to an old JB Smooth interview here on the Rich Eisen show. You can watch more clips from the Rich Eisen show on YouTube, as well as Ron Rivera, on in the first hour. We just had Doc Rivers on. We've got Dan Patrick coming up in the top of the next hour, and we've been talking all day, guys, and uh, about this concert situation. Taylor Swift, of course, breaking the internet, breaking the internet because her concert went on sale, and people spent the entire day waiting to get tickets, only to get. Just absolutely shafted, right? I mean, just Shut, out. shut I spent, out.
4: I spent about two hours the other day trying to get some. Just because, uh, you know, I, I, look, I'm a Ram season ticket holder. And so I get the SoFi emails about, hey, so-and-so's coming to town. A presale on Wednesday. Presale. Presale on special Wednesday. Special code. So I entered in my special code. <laughs> and, I, uh, I, and I spent about two hours trying to get tickets. because She's doing, I think, five shows in Los Angeles right. in August next summer. Sofer. you didn't got the get burger. A, didn't get a single one.
3: Yeah, you got the burger. It's. I mean, the the vitriol, the way people were talking online about. Yeah. Was it Ticketmaster? Is that Ticket, what it is?
4: Ticketmaster. Pearl Ticketmaster. Jam was. Pearl Jam was right about Ticketmaster. By the years worst, ago. right?
3: The worst. The worst. You can listen to the NFL and the NFL app on westwood WestwoodOneSports.com <laughs> via Westwood One station streams, or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. If it's the NFL, it is on Westwood One. I Love Westwood One. I did not. Go online to get did you, those you tickets try? i do not call in okay um by the way i can't get you tickets everyone's like hey uh, can rich get me tickets it's at sofi i'm like what <laughs> what are you thinking <laughs> yeah. no he can't get you tickets he can't get me tickets
4: that's the most amazing thing too when you when people find out you work in sports well, the first question you get free tickets that's it no we we do not get free tickets to anything
3: like also, stop, the, stop asking. Here's the worst. I feel like when Nick they Saban. don't just stop, yeah, when, <laughs> when stop they go passing. for the parking, can you get me parking too? He's like, like, no, I can't get you parking. No, I can't get you a I hot, hot dog. I can't get myself parking. I can't like, get you a hot dog. Yeah. I mean, I can get you a hot dog, but I don't want to. <laughs> so what would your concert be, TJ? If you could have any concert, any time, but you had to spend a day of your life going insane, getting hung up on, spending money being tortured by Ticketmaster, mm-hmm. who would it be?
0: Well, I mean, as we've known about me, especially once the pandemic hit, I, I've got this, like, I don't really like being in the middle of crowds anymore. You don't leave your house. I, I tend not to leave the house. The world is wild and crazy, and I pay too much for <laughs> rent, so I'd like to stay home. I'm not really a big concert person for as much as I love music, so I can I don't know that there is any artist alive that I would sit and spend hours on to try to get tickets to then go and have to trudge to a concert and stand amongst, you know, 50,000 people. It would have to be, you know, like Doc said, it would have to be Michael Jackson, you know, it would have to be Biggie. Those would be like off the top of my dome, probably those two.
3: So you don't want to take Xander to Lizzo tomorrow night at the time. Uh, respectfully four, is that right?
0: I'm gonna go ahead and pass on that one. Right. Um, but I, I hope clock. he has a great time. I really do.
3: Oh he will it's bad rock out In a, a minute, I'm In a
0: minute. Yeah. By
3: so. the way, Rich yeah. Rich is big on Lizzo. Did he you loves, loves, L- that? L- he loves Lizzo. Little
0: Rich yeah. loves Lizzo. Big on Lizzo. I but I'm like I said there's not a whole lot of people that I would spend that much time to, to see
3: you're the social media meister grand meister uh, grand of uh, social media yeah. uh, of the rich eisen show mm-hmm. even though you've been apparently thrown off of twitter yeah, they kicked a me lot off. of people are tweeting in what they want yeah. what, what what do we got and give them some name recognition for taking the time by the way
0: well then i'd have to go back and you know some of these people have xj17 as their twitter name that's not really worth no. reading uh but oasis had a few votes that's the food Foo fighters Fish, Led Zeppelin, of course, that would yeah. be one. Uh Springsteen, I saw a few times, Pearl Jam, Outcast, Andre and Big Boy. They actually if Outcast was having a reunion tour, I would probably do that for Outcast. Uh Radiohead, Allison Chains. Uh Red Hot Chili Peppers. Kenny G is the only answer, somebody said. Wow. Um I saw a
3: Kiss. Kiss. I
0: saw a Kiss. Someone else whose name was CX Simenez thirteen said Hermans Hermits. I wow. thought that was
4: interesting. So, wasn't Oasis kind of like a gamble? Didn't the, like the two
0: lead singers were brothers and they would fight? Half they, hated time? Other. Yeah, they hated each yeah, other. They hated each, like, hate each how other. They got canceled. Yeah. They're
3: one of my favorite bands of all time. Really? Yeah. I love Oasis.
0: Here's another random I TJ story. Back in you know the late 90s, when I'm working at Foot Locker in Pittsburgh, Oasis had a concert at the Civic Arena. I'm um, Fifth Avenue, downtown Pittsburgh, working at Foot Locker, and the whole band came in. Both Gallagher brothers, the drummer. There was four of them, and they were just walking downtown by themselves, and I chopped it up with them. And the one thing I didn't do, Brockman, and I regret to this day, I didn't ask for a ticket to the concert. And I probably should have, because I think I would have got it, because they walked into our store, and I was the only person who knew who Oasis was, because we had an in-store tape that played all the time, and Champagne Supernova was on. And I was like, yo! (laughs) And they were like (laughs) completely shocked that I knew who they were, and we talked for like 10 minutes, and I sold the drummer a pair of Adidas, and... They left, and I was like, "Why did you not ask for a ticket? Because I think I could have got it. Because how about some tickets? The bro? combo <laughs> was so good, and I think they were so like impressed that this, you know, this young brother from Pittsburgh knew who Oasis was. To this day, I do regret not it, it. Probably asking.
4: canceled anyway. Jay
0: Felly, what about you?
4: You got a minute? Uh, I said earlier, Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, that's okay. And mainly because I was at Ozfest '98 as an eighth grader. <laughs> sure, you were. My buddy's mom.
3: Is that when you got your up, first like, tattoo? All right,
4: time to go. Uh, no, I was born with two. Uh, <laughs> And it was time to go, and I'm like, "Wait, Ozzy's coming on now." So we left before Ozzy. So went your on. ride came, and you had to dip. Yeah. What? So, but I would like to see him. You know, back when he was biting bats' heads, biting bats heads. which is before my time.
3: So, so nasty, yeah. so nasty. <laughs> I remember that as a child and having trauma just thinking about the idea of Ozzy Osbourne. And then now living in LA, you see him walking around all the time. So it's a little, a little <laughs> surreal. You know? Dan Patrick will join us at the top of the third hour. D-D-D- Don't go anywhere. We're gonna have a crazy off the rails conversation with DP coming up next. TJ,
4: I'm with you. I'm not a huge concert person. There are kind of a few. I want to knock out some the big ones. I'd like to see the Stones at some point. But like
3: you've, you you did not see the Steel Wheels tour in Foxborough. I did. My first ever concert was
4: at the New York State Fair in 1999. You want to wow. know who it was? Who? Oh, I it was, know. It Britney was Spears? 98 Degrees, oh. and their opener was Britney Spears. <laughs> 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 no way. I remember really you told me that. Yeah. <laughs> that well, was the first crazy. time I ever went to a concert. I was 19 years old, sophomore in college. And then, you know, I've been to Springs. I've seen Bruce, and I've seen uh, Elton John and Billy Joel. And, like, those are pretty great. But I think for me, for this answer to this question, it'd be, like, early 90s Garth Brooks like, my family liked country music, and he was just such a phenomenon back then. He kind of t- took the country music scene by storm. He's the best-selling artist, I think, of all time, album sales. And I just think he put on such a show. He'd do those specials on NBC, and it just looked like such a great, like, rowdy, ruckus time. I think that would be fun. I would, you know, I would do that. I
3: think. I'd go Beatles. That's the only—I can't think of a band I would spend a whole day waiting for other than the Beatles. I would say that'd be that'd be that about it sense. for me, yeah. right?
0: That makes sense.
4: The <sighs> Beatles. I saw Paul McCartney at Dodger Stadium, and it was amazing.
3: <laughs> I saw Paul McCartney getting his haircut once. <laughs> really? And Rich was picking me up, and I went and got him. I'm like, "Come inside." Rich was like, "Oh my god, Paul McCartney!"
0: I saw Paul Just McCartney at a Clipper game once, and I think I told you guys it was amazing. He was sitting not courtside in the middle of the arena. Dancing to his own songs, having a great time. It was amazing.
3: (laughs) Much more Rich Eisen Show when we come back. Third hour, live ahead.